Happy Syllabus Week, everybody, and welcome back to the Breslin Breakdown here. We are back after a long winter break here at Michigan State. I'm Matt Merrifield, joined alongside with the entire Michigan State women's basketball beat here at Impact, Marin Klein, Jada Coster, Allie Cohen, and myself, Matt Merrifield, all here in the studio, back after a much-needed break. But Michigan State women's basketball did not take a break over Christmas, over those last month or so. The Spartans have gone 4-2 and two since we last met including a 2-2 two and two stretch in conference play. We're going to get into all of that, and we're going to preview their two games upcoming this week. Tomorrow, they take on Wisconsin at home, and then on Saturday, it's rivalry week. They take on Michigan on the road in Ann Arbor, which will be there for all the coverage of all these games. But first, we're going to start off with the question of the day for us here. I'm going to start it off with Jay. The question of the day is, what was your favorite holiday gift that you got over the break. Not oh. everybody on this beat celebrates Christmas, so we're going to be inclusive here. So, okay. well, I, I got some money, but I would say I'm a, a Justin Fields jersey. So you got a Justin Fields yes. jersey <laughs> so, I mean, for the fourth best quarterback in the okay. NFC North. You know what? He's he's young, so I mean that, that was a good gift. I guess it was the alternate jersey too. So uh, thank you. Shout out Steve. That is very that. very cool. Uh, <laughs> Justin Fields is. I don't think he's a very good quarterback, okay. but still, I got a couple of jerseys over Christmas, so. A jersey, a free jersey as a gift is always very much appreciated. Marin, what was your favorite gift that you got? Um, I have brand new racing skis now, which is exciting. If anyone didn't know, I am a ski racer for the Michigan State ski and snowboard team, college athlete out here. but Kind of. College athlete, it's D1, so it counts. And we did beat Michigan in Grand Slalom this weekend. Nice. Wow. So, Slay. Thank you. I agree it was. Great job. Um, D1 athlete. I'm air quoting right now for people. That's rude. And anyways, <laughs> and then uh, Allie, what was your favorite gift you got over Christmas? Um, suddenly I've like forgotten any gifts I got. Probably my new pair of Uggs. Much needed. That's a good one. Yeah. Much nice pair of boots. That's yeah. Did you get the like mini boots or like the slippers or just I like got, a pair of Uggs? They're like black platform but they're not the minis they have like a little zipper on the front they're actually so cute i will send you a picture later okay. wow this is riveting great radio podcasting yeah. now, guys. Great. <laughs> I'll, I'll be quick uh my favorite gift my true favorite one i don't think i can say on air but i'm gonna say i got a couple jerseys over for christmas that santa brought me one of them was a reverse retro sharks jersey jay so if one of us is going to get a crap sports team's jersey <laughs> it's going to be both of us <laughs> So it's at a, least it's the retro reverse. It is a reverse retro jersey is sweet. It's the old like combination of the uh, uh, California Golden Seals and the Sharks. So it's a pretty sweet jersey. But anyways, let's get into the women's basketball. Why we're here, uh, as I said before, Michigan State went four and two over the break. And if you want to include the episode that we did not end up posting, but we did record where Michigan State played Georgia Tech and Purdue before the Ohio State game, we're going to get into all that. We'll do a quick lightning round. Michigan State against Georgia Tech lost 66 to 63 in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Lost at home to Purdue in their Big Ten opener, 76 to 71 in overtime. Lost at number three Ohio State, 74 to 68. Then to finish out non-conference play, they took down Detroit Mercy, 91 to 41. They defeated Prairie View, 98 to 50. And then to restart conference play against number four Indiana, they upset Indiana, 83 to 78 in an exciting win at the Breslin. On January 2nd, they traveled to Northwestern, took down the Wildcats 71-64. to And then last Saturday, Michigan State traveled to number 13, Maryland, where they lost to the Terrapins 94-85. to So a lot of basketball over that stretch. Michigan State 
not the record doesn't show, but I think that was a pretty impressive stretch for Michigan State. If anybody else has any uh, quarrels or disagreements with me on that one, I wouldn't say any disagreements. Yeah, no, nothing. I, th- I thought the Spartans played pretty well over that stretch. I mean, you're losing to Ohio State on the road, and it was a tough loss, especially with Kamari McDaniel having her worst game of the season. We'll get to you know the in-depth breakdown of that in a little bit. But against Northwestern, you know, you you got a great performance out of Kamari Mc- or uh, Matilda Eck. And you find a, find a way to win a Big Ten game on the road against you know a Northwestern team that played really good defensively. And Susie talked about it in the post game press press conference they ran two three zone that the Spartans were kind of struggling with, but they were a pull out win. And with Michigan State only scoring nine points in the fourth quarter, they were able to get it done after North, a North Northwestern potential comeback. So that, that was good to see. I just think that along that stretch, the Spartans really got it together. The two losses they did have, both on the road, top 10 teams, lost by less than 10 points. So I definitely think that we're seeing their basketball going up, and I'm looking forward to see what we continue to to see over the next conference games. Yeah, I was at, uh, I think, of of that stretch, I was at all the home games over break alley. You were there with me for the Detroit Mercy game and the Prairie View game, and then I was with Jack Hartel for the Indiana game, which was a lot of fun. I think just the most impressive thing we saw was that Michigan State, doesn't matter who they go up against. They are playing very consistent basketball. They're taking care of business against uh, some of the weaker non-conference teams. And then other than the Iowa State game we saw in the PKI, I mean, Michigan State's played some pretty good teams so far this year, including Ohio State, Indiana. Maryland's a very good team. And just playing with them, not and showing your own and holding your own against um, against these top teams is definitely important to see going forward. I think that's really big, too. This team, they were getting into a bit of a rut and – they said in post games that they were kind of just looking in depth at practice at what needs to be fixed, and I think they've been playing so much more consistently since, and I think they've really kind of found a groove together. Yeah, I would definitely agree. This team has uh, definitely picked up, and especially now, like especially the win against Indiana, they had so many close losses uh, on that five-game losing streak they had going into the, which ended against Detroit Mercy, but they're finally get over the hump, win a close game against a very good team in Indiana. And now we're just going to kind of get some of the lowlights and highlights of this of this winter break. I think the lowlights, there's only two big ones. Um, starting 0-2 in conference play, they lost at home to Purdue to a team, a game that they probably should have won. And Susie Merchant uh, completely admits she said that multiple times in her press conferences, saying that's one she'd like to have back. And then I think the really big one, which we're going to talk about, is uh, Gabby Elliott, the junior from the transfer uh, coming in this year from Clemson, was the uh, starter on this Michigan State team. And... She tore her ACL against Ohio State, and she's going to be done for the year, which I think is a huge loss for this team. And it's going to be interesting to see how they go forward um, in the starting and role or to fill in for Gabby Elliott in the starting lineup. Uh, senior uh, Tori Osmond has stepped up, and I'm just going to start with Allie. Just what have you seen so far from Tori Osmond uh, since she's filled into the starting lineup? Um, like Matt said, with the injury, she's had to go in. This is the fifth starting lineup that the Spartans have had. She's not always, like, putting up the points, but you can definitely tell that she knows what she's doing. Just being a senior, being a veteran, she knows how to run the floor, and it definitely, I think, has improved with, like, the other players, some of the younger ones. When she's on the floor, she like, you know where to look, even if she's not always scoring. But she had a great game against Maryland, only eight points, but she had, like, five rebounds, five assists. So she, I think she just knows how to move the ball and get the floor, like, to, all together. And her seniority, like, shows. I mean, yeah, I would agree. She, um, Her offensive game, like you said, hasn't been there, and I think Coach Merchant wants to see that improve. But uh, something I noticed in the Indiana game, uh, which I know none of, you, none of you were in attendance for, but she plays with a 
just an edge on defense that is very important and her seniority is very important on the floor and just having that veteran presence. And I think she did a great job of against Indiana, especially in a big game like that, of getting in their head, being aggressive on defense and just, you know, just that intensity is just wears off and it on the, re- on the rest of the team. And I think the best part of this Michigan state team is their aggressiveness on defense. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I think Tori Osmond someone that Spartans really need to rely on coming down the stretch in this Big Ten play. I mean, someone they can rely on defensively, and if if you lose someone like that, I mean, it could really hurt you down the stretch. So, I mean, having someone like Tori Osmond's really good for them. So, yeah. And I think just overall, I mean, losing Gabby Elliott is going to be a tough loss for this Michigan State team. Obviously, uh, I believe before she got hurt, she was the third leading scorer on the team behind Eck and uh, Kamari McDaniel. She's averaging like nine and a half points per game. She was the team's leading rebounder. Even that standing, I believe she stands at six foot. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, so not, she's not one of the forwards like Tyre Parks or Isley Alexander, but she does a great job getting on the glass. And uh, Coach Merchant talked about how much of a loss her being out will be, but it's still nice to see that the team is stepping up well. Uh, Julie Aral has played much better uh, in the last over the last couple games. Um, Mo Joyner off the bench has been one of the best six men on, in the entire Big Ten, in my opinion. She does a great job stepping up. She had a big game against Maryland on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. So I just think there's a lot of, although losing Gabby Elliott's going to be tough, I have been excited with the way that the team has stepped up since then. Um, now getting into some highlights from the break, which I think there were quite a few. We have six on here, uh, starting off uh, Michigan State against Prairie View, uh, set a new school record for free throw attempts in a game. Uh, they shot 45 attempts from the free throw line, which the previous record was 43. Now Michigan State only hit 29 of those free throw attempts. And uh, which I think we've said a million times, it's like beating a dead horse that this is not a good free throw shooting team. Uh, but it has improved a little bit. Um, in the Indiana game, they hit free throws late, which was important uh, to close out a win. So it's nice to see that uh, situationally they are getting better at free throw shooting and uh, snapping the five game losing streak over Chris, uh, right before Christmas and non conference play was good. And they've played much better since coming back from Christmas, starting with that Indiana game. Uh, upsetting number four Indiana at home is great. Um, that was the 11th time in program history. Michigan State has won at or has upset a top five team in the country. Uh, and now this one I really want to get into is the resurgence of Tiger Parks. Over the last couple games, she has really stepped up and been a big part of the improved play of this team since she got benched early in the year. I mean, uh, Marin, like, just what have you seen from Tiger Parks so far in these last couple games? Um, well, to preface, I will be speaking mostly off stats right. because – Unlike the rest of this wonderful beat, I live on the East Coast and was not able to go to any of the games over break. Um, Once the team got to the East Coast, I wasn't there, and I also don't live near Maryland anyways. Not really relevant, but continuing on, uh, Parks is a player who I feel like this was something we saw last year, was kind of a slow start to the season for her, and by January, February, she really stepped up for the team, and she's starting to do the same again. I think with this team, after Elliott's injury, it was kind of a bit of a wake-up call, I'm sure, for a lot of the players who were there last season. Kind of sat there thinking, like, this is where we need to get the ball rolling. And Tyre Parks has been one of those players who's really come out for the team, and I think she's going to keep coming. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, speaking off of you know going to the Northwestern game, Tyre was... One of the, one of the, one of MSU's best players in that game, controlling the glass, 
Um, she had, uh, if I can look at the stats, I mean, she had 17 points and six rebounds off seven, seven for 11 field goal, field goal percentage. So I think, you know, she is really elevated play. Like you said, Marin coming off, you know, a slow start in the beginning of the year, but now she's really like involved herself into being like one of, you know, part, one of better players on this team. And I think that's only going to continue going forward. So, yeah. Nothing really else to add. They said it. She's definitely improved, and I'm really looking forward to see what she keeps doing. Yeah, I remember against, I think it was Georgia Tech or Purdue, uh, Coach Merchant decided to bench her for Iceland Alexander in the starting lineup. And Alexander really stepped up and played well, but Parks, coming off the bench, played really well. Then she got that concussion, I believe it was. She missed the rest of that game in the Ohio State game. But since she's come back, like you said, she's playing really well. Uh, she only had six points against Maryland, but had 12 rebounds, so she was an important player getting uh, getting on the glass, like you said, Jay had 17 at Northwestern and then was a big part of that upset win over Indiana on uh, over break when she had 18 points. She had 18 points, which was, I believe, tied a career high for her, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And uh, I, she was just a big part of that win. Uh, I mean, a couple other players stepped up. Obviously, Kamari McDaniel had a big performance in that one. Matilda Eck had 18. Dee Dee Hageman had 15. Um, so it was just nice to see it in a game like that, that Tiger Parks as that senior, even though she got benched, seeing her elevator play and having Alexander and Parks together play really well. Uh, Coach Merchant mentioned that after the Indiana game of just having two centers that can go out every night, and one of them, they both do different things better than the, than the, than the other, but just the two of them as a combination has been really impressive, and it's definitely going to be important because there are a lot of great centers in this Big Ten, including uh, Mackenzie Holmes for Indiana, who had over 30 points against Michigan State, but the Spartans were still able to pull out the upset win. Um, and then another highlight that we've seen the last couple games is Matilda Eck. I mean, she's always she's played well all year, in my opinion, but it being the second-leading scorer behind Kamari McDaniel. But in these last three games or so, she had 20 against Maryland. She had 21 against Northwestern. And then she had... 18 against... 18 against she's I just, averaging yeah. 19.7 over the last three games. Thank you, the human calculator, Allie Cohen, for that one. Uh, journal majors can do math, too. Um, yes, uh, Matilda Eck has played very well. Um, I think the most impressive thing I saw in the Indiana game was she had one three-pointer, if I'm not mistaken. I, yeah. yeah. She had one three. She took one all game. It was a big three late in the game. But she was doing, did a great job putting the ball on the floor and getting to the basket. And it's just, uh, I don't know how you guys think, but I think she is that X factor of Obviously, McDaniel almost always plays well, but when she when Eck plays well, this team is a very good yeah. basketball team. I think when Matilda Eck, I mean, if you need a th- if you need a three, I mean, in clutch time, I think you go to Matilda Eck. I mean, she, she I think she had like f- four three pointers in the second quarter of that um, of that game in that game against Northwestern, and she was she was really the focal point in that game of the why why MSU won. So, I mean. It, she continued to hit the three-point pointer and continue scoring around 19-20 a game. Michigan State, I mean, could continue to play well, so yeah. Agreed. She's one of those top players, and she's a player that I think everyone looking at Michigan State, she was one of those players that everyone looked to at the start. This was going to be a player who was going to have a great season, get points for the team, and I think she's had a few few nights where maybe shots aren't going in as well, but for the most part, she's been very consistent in the point she's gotten for the Spartans. I mean, I would agree with that. And, I mean, like we said, she's played well all year. Um, two more things I want to get into. Actually, this is kind of a low light, even though I didn't put on the show sheet. But before that, Jay, 
You got to go Northwestern, like you've mentioned. I just want to ask, how was your trip to Evanston? Well, I do not like driving down to Evanston because... Driving down to Evanston, even though he claims he's from okay. Chicago. Anyways, sorry. No, I, <laughs> I, I did not claim that. that. That didn't happen. But anyways, driving down to Evanston is... There's so it's just a ton of traffic. I'm not I'm not a fan, but and then I got to park at Ryan Field, the biggest dump dump of a stadium in the Big Ten, and that's a fact. So I mean, Walsh Ryan is very nice. So Evanston, you know, Evanston's a nice town, but Walsh Ryan renovated four years ago, pretty nice arena. Uh, they gave me spaghetti and garlic bread in the media room, so that was nice. So uh, for reference, at Breslin, we don't get a yeah, media. So we don't get food. We get I, meal slips, which I was spoiled. So, so they don't it, even give the meal slips half the time. Sometimes. Sometimes we get a pretzel. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes, but we love Kara, our SID. She does yes, a great job for us, even though we don't always get our meal passes. But I don't know Breslin. Just in general, the Breslin. I would love to come to a basketball game and get spaghetti and garlic bread. <laughs> you are nice. very jealous, nice. Jay. Or I am yeah. jealous of you, Jay. Um, another thing I want to talk to uh, talk about is. Um, Looking at this Michigan State team, obviously they've played some really good teams so far this year. Uh, plenty of ranked teams already. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but you know, Indiana, Ohio State, Iowa State, Oregon, the list goes on. Maryland, um, they're ten and six on the year right now. Going forward, just how do you see? Where do you see this team? And do you guys think this is a tournament team? Because I'm just going to preface this by saying right now, according to the latest bracketology by ESPN, Michigan State is the fourth team outside the field. So they're in that first four out along with St. John's, Georgia, and Columbia. And on the last four in, Nebraska, a fellow Big Ten team is in there. So I just, what do you guys think? Can this Michigan State team going forward find their way into the tournament? Uh, Anybody can go first. Um, I think that's something that is definitely in the realm of possibility. It's just going to depend how they take some of the tougher opponents going to Michigan. That's a very, very powerful basketball team right now. They were last year. They continue to be this year with players like Emily Kaiser, Lila Felia, Layla Brown. Um, continuing on from that, most of the Big Ten, it's going to be some rough games. There's a good amount of ranked teams in the Big Ten right now in women's basketball, but I think that it's not an impossible task for this team to accomplish. Yeah, I completely agree. And you know, look at the schedule. I mean, you got to take care, care of business against Wisconsin. You know, five and eleven and one four in the Big Ten. I think. And, you know, I mean, going into, into Michigan at Chrysler Center is going to be a very tough game. But, I mean, like you said, you got to handle, you know, the, the tougher opponents. I think Michigan State is capable of doing that. You beat Indiana, you held with Ohio State, you got Maryland coming up in, this, in these next few weeks. I think if you if you beat a team like Maryland, take care of business against the teams like Wisconsin, and then you got Kalen Clark coming in up next Wednesday, that's going to be very tough. So we're going to see how. A lot of these, a lot, a lot of Michigan State does against these very good teams. So as of right now, I think they have a very solid chance of making the tournament, but to be determined. I also think that they have a solid chance. Like we've already said, we definitely have seen an elevated level of, level of play coming from them. They lost both of their last top two ranked games by less than ten, but that isn't going to matter when they're trying to get in the tournament. If they can fix some small mistakes and they can get those wins, they definitely have a chance of getting in. Yeah, I think I. By the end of the year, obviously, they're, what, the fourth team out, like I said. But by the end of the year, their schedule is pretty favorable. They have Michigan on the road this weekend, who is 17th in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa next week, who's a top 20 team. They have Maryland again. And they play Michigan again at home next month as well as Maryland at home. And then that's it for ranked opponents. And I think other good teams they play, they play Nebraska twice, or maybe it's just once. They play Purdue again. So they play some good teams. But, I mean, for how they performed against a team like Ohio State, Maryland, 
and uh, Indiana. I see no reason why they can't steal. I think splitting with Michigan would be important. Getting one of the two, uh, either Maryland or the Iowa game next week, would be important. But other than that, you know, you play Minnesota twice. You play Penn State twice, who both are not very good teams. You play Wisconsin twice. I think that very much it's in the realm of possibility. A uh, quick little stat about Susie Merchant. She's in her sixth or 16th year here at Michigan State. She has made the tournament 10 times. She has never missed it to the tournament two years in a row. She's always, if in years where she's missed it, she's always bounced back and made it the next year. Obviously, this Michigan State team missed the tournament a year ago. A lot of factors that went into that, injuries, players leaving the program. Um, but I think this year, we there's no doubt in my mind, I think, for them to make it. They're currently um, 32nd in the national evaluation tool, the net rankings, um, which is very good. And honestly, like if they can hold that later in the year, once everything shakes out, they will definitely be a tournament team. And I think I, I think even not just a tournament team, but they can be dangerous, proving that against a team like Ohio State, who right now is a number one seed in bracketology, and you go toe-to-toe with them, I think there's they can go toe-to-toe with pretty much anybody in the country other than maybe South Carolina, who is head and, heads and shoulders above everybody else in the country. So, But anyways, now we're going to kind of get into the previews of the games coming up this week. Starting off, we... The Spartans are taking on Wisconsin at home tomorrow at 7 at the Breslin Center. We are not broadcasting that game, but you can follow along as we have live tweets and a recap of that one. Uh, I will not be live tweeting that one because my Twitter account t- currently <sighs> has been disabled. So more on that. Hopefully I get it back. Been, I should. Been there, done that. Yeah, please, Elon, help me out. Help a brother out and <laughs> give me my Twitter back, please. Um, but anyways, the Badgers come into the Breslin tomorrow. 5-11 and 11 on the year, 1-4 and four in Big Ten play. They just beat Minnesota last Sunday, 81-77. to But I think we can all agree um, this is one Michigan State has to take care of business on. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, this is, like like I said, this is a Wisconsin team that isn't very good, and they're also missing one of their leaders, and I don't mean to brag, but for, a Lake Forest grad, Hallie Douglas. and Former she, scout. Former scout, Hallie Douglas. And she was actually she'd be one of the leaders on this team, and she's out for the season with a torn ACL. So that's a big loss for Wisconsin, but... Overall, yeah, you just have to take care of business against a team like this, and I think the other turns will be able to do that. So, Yeah, I think uh, one thing that I was worried about last week going to the Northwestern game was after the win against Indiana of coming out and you know laying an egg against a lesser opponent after a big win like that, especially on the road, but they didn't do that. And I've been impressed with their consistency lately. So I think I, I'm expecting a win. I think we're all expecting a win in um, Minnesota, or Wisconsin, excuse me, uh, all four of their conference losses this year. I've been against some pretty good teams, uh, but they've lost all of those by double digits. So I think this is one that Michigan State's really going to take care of business in. Uh, so, I mean, um, the one player to watch for this Wisconsin team um, is, I'm going to screw up this pronunciation. You want me to say it? Go ahead. because It's Pospilova. How do you know that? Because I looked at it and I read it. Are you just <laughs> slandering me because I don't know how to pr- pronounce Eastern European last Pos- names? Oh wait, hold on. There's another I. Okay, yeah, so there is. Pospilosova. Pospilosova. Pospilosova is what I'm going. Pospisilova. Pospisilova is what I'm going. Anyways, uh, Julie has is average, is the leading point scorer for this Wisconsin team with 13.9 points per game. She's the leading rebounder, and she's second on the team in assists, averaging 4.9 rebounds per game, 4.2 assists. Um, if Michigan State can do a good job of handling her. Um, I believe it will most likely be uh, Eck or Osmond guarding her because she's a six-one forward or guard. Um, so I, I mean, I think Michigan State will have no bit trouble handling her, and I think we all expect the Michigan State to take that one. And then the big one coming up 
on Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. in Ann Arbor at the Chrysler Center. Um, Allie and I will be on the call. Jay will be live tweeting and getting a recap of that one for us. Michigan State takes on the 17th-ranked Michigan Wolverines. Wolverines come to this one, or uh, they come into this one. Uh, they're 13 and three on the year. They're three and two in Big Ten play. They just lost to Caitlin Clark and the number 16 Iowa team, 94 to 85 last Saturday. But they're three and two in conference play. Only two conference losses are to Ohio State and Iowa, two of the best teams in the country. So I think this is definitely going to be a tough stretch or a tough a contest for this Michigan State team. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, I mean, anytime you go to Michigan on road, I mean, it's going to be really tough. And like you said, losing to Iowa and, and uh, Ohio State, those are. Those are two, I'd say, two solid losses. So this Michigan team is going to be a handful to deal with. I mean, like, like I want to say, going to the Chrysler on the road, it's going to be a tough test for this team. Um, but I'm expecting, you know, just it's part of the rivalry. I think it's going to be a, a pretty tightly tested game, just because you know, both, obviously, both these teams just don't like each other. And I think there's going to be a lot of heavy hearts and be a lot of a good fight for Michigan. Yeah, State, I mean. So. Allie and Marin, you both covered the team mm-hmm. last year. I believe mm-hmm. you guys traveled to Ann Arbor yeah, for the game. Did. So just kind of talk about the atmosphere and just the energy of the this being a rival game. It is a maze out. It officially says that on Michigan's website. So. How exciting. The so. last year game was embarrassing. It was like not mm. sugarcoating it. It was embarrassing. I will say the game at Breslin, Amazing. absolutely electric. So fun. The game at Chrysler was upsetting. We also got fed. We did get fed. That was nice. We got sandwiches. A very nice Michigan man. Never thought I would say that. Wow. I don't think I'd ever say that. <laughs> he was an older man. He was he was nice to us, right, Marin? <laughs> he was very nice. He gave us food. He did. Interesting. Anyways. Not spaghetti, though. Moving oh. past that, I, I could be fact-checked on this because it's based on my memory from last year, but I believe in the fourth quarter of the game, Michigan State shot seven percent i think i from, remember that, Is that i bad? remember it was in single digits i think I it was nine shot, or seven it I was nine or seven percent also from I, the floor and it was very upsetting to watch and actually i did catch some of the iowa michigan women's game last weekend because it just came on the tv after michigan state men's basketball and i was the only one who was paying attention mm. um and that team came out to play. They were leading Iowa for a while, which is a very hard thing to do. Iowa is a very dominant team, and they are going to be all business, and Michigan State is going to have to bring their A game. Yes. You would be correct, by the way, on your 7% stat. Shout Michigan out to State, my memory. Michigan State shot 1 for 14 from the yeah. field in that fourth quarter last year at the at uh, the Chrysler Center. Went 0 for 8 from three-point land. Um, they shot 3 for 17 I said, feel free to go read my article about it. Shameless plug. Um, yeah, scroll way down there. You'll find it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, completely random story, but that night they traveled to Ann Arbor was when I lost uh, a personal belonging of mine at a local establishment. Oh, no. So, um, but any, that's completely irrelevant <laughs> to the fact. I just, all I remember from that is that I watched, before it happened, I watched Michigan State lose to Michigan on TV, and I remember that was a game that Michigan State needed to make a tournament push, and obviously they didn't win. Um Thank you I, for sharing that. Matt. So yeah, I just felt like sharing it because I can, and why not? We need to fill time. But um, Michigan State or Michigan in this one, Emily Kaiser is a player to watch for them. Uh, Layla Feely, I believe is how you pronounce it, and Leah Brown, uh, all uh, double-digit scores. I believe the only three double-digit scores for Michigan in this one. Um, I, it's going to be a tough test for Michigan State in this one to get it done. But I think they've proven against. I mean, Michigan is one of the best teams in the country, but against the top teams like Ohio State and Indiana, that they can definitely compete. 
I think it's possible. I'm not saying it'll 100% be like a win, but it's definitely possible. And I, I think, think it'll be a... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, Go I ahead. also just think like for the returners, like honestly, last year will be motivation for them. Agreed. And I think one thing about it is last year, other than Nia Cloudon, it was kind of a young team. Obviously, Eck and Cloudon, or Eck and Hageman had to play big minutes in that one. Um, and playing in that game as freshmen can be tough. You kind of don't, even if you understand the impact of the rivalry, just playing it is a different atmosphere. And I think having that experience now will help them. There's a lot of veterans on this team, and uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited to get to go there and call the game, and I've never been to the Chrysler Center, uh, so it should be a lot of fun, especially because it's Michigan-Michigan State, so there should be a lot of people there, and um, I'm excited for it. So let's get into our weekly predictions. Uh, we are usually dead wrong when we make these, um, but I hope we aren't this week, maybe. Um, I'll start with Allie. What's your weekly prediction for I'm Michigan torn. State? Because normally when I'm an optimist, it doesn't like to work out. But I kind of want to be one and go 2-0. Wow. And get the upset. Wow. That's the bold. Wow. That's very bold very of confident. me. But why not? Why not? Confidence to ring in the new year. I love the confidence. Um, I think I do think they take care of business against Wisconsin rather handily. And then I do think they will go to Ann Arbor and fortunately lose in a close one. So 1-1 one and one is mine. So. I'm going to go with Jay. I think Wisconsin, Michigan State can take care of that one. I think the game against Michigan will be a close one, but I think in the end Michigan's unfortunately going to come out on top as much as I hate to say it. I'm speaking it into existence for us. Okay. I love that. That's great. Has but that worked has that It has before? not worked before. So um, unfortunately, I think I'm going to go one and one as well. Um, part of me thinks that the Spartans are going to go out and lose on Wednesday because why not? drop one, and then bounce back and win in Ann Arbor. And that would be... <laughs> All right. And so, I mean, I could see it happen. They should, if, if, if they lose to Wisconsin, that's going to be a very disappointing loss. Um, Need emergency the, podcast. The, the emergency <laughs> podcast, press the, um, yeah, press the abort button on the year. Just this is not good. Um, but in Ann Arbor, I think it's going to be a close game. Obviously, you'd like to see the Spartans pull it out. I don't think they will. I think they're more likely to pull it out when they when the Wolverines return, I believe, the first weekend of February. Mm-hmm. I think it's like February 5th or something like that. Um, so I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, you I'm were a, dead right. It is February Wow, 5th. look at me. What time is it at? at it is at 3, 3 p.m. Gonna, all, our, all the Sunday games are at 3 p.m., <laughs> I believe. But, Awkward um, to say that I will be in Marquette, Michigan. Gross. Sorry. Go Wildcats, Northern Michigan. Happy regionals weekend, everyone. Wait. Oh. No. Hold on, guys. We're going to let Marin figure out her D1 skiing (laughs) ski club. um, (laughs) That is parents' weekend, so that means the lovely Kevin and Marsha Klein will be in the great state of Michigan. Will we be back from the race in time? I will do my best. Well, I hope they are. Wait, Marquette's like an eight-hour drive. No, we will be in Thompsonville, Michigan, which is is a a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Oh, fun. What? Marquette is two weekends after that. Great. I'm In case uh, live timing <laughs> is available, in case anyone wants to cheer me on. If anybody wants to. Are you going to start a podcast for uh, MSU uh, ski team or ski club? It is not a club. It is a team. Ski club is a different thing, and I won't get into that rant now. No, Matt's heard it we don't many need times. It. We don't need it. But... No, I will not be making a podcast. I don't know. More on that later. More on Ski Club and Ski Team later. Anyways. Uh, That's going to do it for us today. Follow along for both games. Uh, Like I said, the Wisconsin game tomorrow. We'll be live tweeting and writing a recap for that. That one tips off at 7 p.m. And then on Saturday, broadcast. Allie and I will be on the call for that one. Jay will be live tweeting and writing. 
Um, that one tips off at 2 p.m., so we'll probably go live around 1.50 to get us set for that one. Um, make sure to tell your friends about the podcast, get uh, more listeners to us every week. You can find The Breslin Breakdown on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, impact89fm.org slash sports, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. We will see you next week, and thank you, everybody, for listening.